Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hey there, this is Zachary. And I'm Jay. The hosts of Fear and There. Thanks so much for listening to the following podcast on Public House Media. Welcome back to another edition of Caught Listening, the baseball show that goes beyond the white lines. Christian Adler here with you, broadcasting as we always do as part of the Public House Media Network. You can find us wherever you get your podcast on Spreaker.com, Stitcher.com. Of course, you can find us on Google and Apple Play, of course, Amazon Podcast, Spotify. And don't forget to check out Caught Listening, uh, excuse me, Caught Listening on PublicHouseMedia.org, where you can also get some great Caught Listening gear. Find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Caught Listening by Public House Media. You can also email the show, CauntListeningPHM at gmail.com. Our first show of 2020 took a couple of weeks off to enjoy uh, some R&R and just kind of sit back and start planning out this year. And we're really excited because this is a year that we are really going to get into the crux of what this show is all about, and that is you, the audience, you, the baseball fan, and uh, helping talk about things that aren't always talked about. You know, we're going to spend some time highlighting different people that you may not hear about. Uh, we're going to highlight some of the women in sport in this sport. Uh, you know, front office executives, um, coaches, players. Uh, you know, TV reps, um, media p- uh, personnel, stuff like that. We're going to focus in on some of the history of the game. Uh, I'm really excited. We're working on a whole series about the biggest scandals in the history of baseball, all the way back uh, to before the 1918 uh, Black, or excuse me, the 1908 Black Sox scandal, um, and, and all of that. And we're going to get into more and more about the history of this game, this wonderful, wonderful game. But I want today's show. I want to kind of talk about something that it, it was kind of briefly discussed uh, early this week, um, and it was one of those things that hasn't really caught much traction. I saw it a little bit on social media. But it, it's something that is for the future of this wonderful game, this game that I love so much. And the future of this game is so important to maintain, to grow. And the way you do that, and this is coming from someone who, again, has spent the last decade or so working in a front office of professional sports teams and professional baseball teams with the focus on drawing attendance and bringing people through the turnstiles, uh, as they say, butts in seats, uh, as, as, as is the common nomenclature in, in the world of, of really entertainment in general. And the way you do that is by finding different ways to get your fan base involved, to engage with them at the ballpark, at the venue, whatever it might be. But another way to do that is by reaching out and creating memories or creating moments for the younger crowds. You see this with promotions in minor league baseball all the time. It's the autographs. It's the kids run the bases. It's the kids clubs where you get to have an ice cream social or a pizza party or your birthday with the mascot. Um, I've worked for organizations where parts of the kids club, you get to have a water balloon fight with the players. Um, and, And so there are tremendous 
opportunities for the youth of the game. You know, uh, catch with dad on the field on Father's Day um, or with mom on Mother's Day. Special daddy-daughter dance nights, date nights at the ballpark, stuff like that to really connect the memories of the game to the younger crowd. But there are other ways to do that too. And I thought that the NFL set a tremendous precedent this past weekend with their wild card weekend. And yes, I am talking about the Nickelodeon broadcast of the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears and how baseball needs to learn from this. This was, and I got to watch a, a, a chunk of it, um, mainly because I was interested. I didn't know it. There wasn't a lot of fanfare in it. I honestly didn't realize it was happening until I think I was watching some other show on CBS and all of a sudden it pops up that there's going to be a game on Nickelodeon. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I got to see this. I got to check this out. And it was amazing because you incorporated so many classic things about Nickelodeon um, that millennials all the way up through into the mid thirties remember and recognize slime cannons, uh, SpongeBob who, who's been around for decades, but you also brought in current Nickelodeon stars on the broadcast, not as just like this, you know, token sideline reporter, but you had them actually as part of the broadcast. Uh, you had two of them who have been around for a very, very, uh, for, for, for a few years and are a recognizable part of the Nickelodeon programming. And I thought they did a tremendous job. Gabrielle Nevea Green and Lex Lumpkin they're just kind of hanging out uh, and a part of this actually, but being a part of it, um, which is incredible and amazing. And I think it's a great way. And I was watching an interview this week with Nate Burleson, who was the color commentator, along with Noah Eagle, uh, the play-by-play guy. And Nate was talking about how it was an opportunity for him to kind of explain the game differently. And, and they did a tremendous job on this and explaining the nuances but it was also almost a learning opportunity. The way that they kind of worked together, they were talking about, I believe, it was a, a, a suspension um, or a, yeah, a, a player who had been suspended earlier in the year and relating that to grounding, to getting grounded as a kid. Um, and that's amazing because now what you have is you have voices that not only do the kids recognize from their TV shows, but voices that are educational about the game and are a big part of the game that are talking to the kids in a normal way. Was this broadcast meant for college kids, high school kids? No, it was meant for that, you know, five to 13 year old. And it was amazingly well done. It was entertaining. The slime cannons in the slime zone, which they called the end zone, were great. Viewers loved it. Two million viewers watched this. It was the highest rated, uh, most viewed show on Nickelodeon in four years. The last time Nickelodeon had something like that was 2016. It was incredible for Nickelodeon to have it. It was the most watched game of the entire weekend. Um, Again, Nickelodeon, more than four years uh, with over 2 million viewers. And I think Major League Baseball could take a note from this. I'm not saying that this needs to be done constantly. And I don't think the NFL needs to make this a weekly thing. You want to make it a yearly thing? You want to make it, you know, one game during wild card weekend? Great. You want to, you know, even maybe expand it a little bit where it's a game during the regular season too? Go for it. I'm all about it. 
you're trying to find, and, and this goes into the world of, of broadcast media rights as well, you're trying to get more eyes on your product. And if you have the ability, we're seeing it with Amazon Prime, we're seeing it with Yahoo when the games are played over in London for the NFL, why not do it? MLB has this with MLB.com, and you can watch every single game on all the local and, and regional broadcasts. What I'm saying is, maybe once a month, you take that Fox game of the week, whatever it is, and you pair it with Nickelodeon. You do that. Now, it's going to take some time because, again, you know Nickelodeon is owned by Viacom, which owns CBS. So it's going to be a little bit difficult there. You're going to have to figure something out. Maybe CBS gets back into it. CBS used to do the game of the week decades ago. Um, so in my opinion, there's got to be something. Why not? Why can't ESPN once a month take their Sunday night baseball broadcast and put it on Disney? Since they're all the parent, they're all the same company. Why can't they do that? And why can't they get Disney stars involved in the broadcast? And why can't they have fun little graphics going on? Why can't they have special jerseys or something for for just to really capture the eye? Why can't they do that? They're part of baseball. Is that anyway? Is the especially the minor league level? If you want to grow the game of baseball, and this has been my number one problem with Major League Baseball. If you want to grow this game, you need to make it marketable to a younger demographic. They do a terrible, terrible job of marketing the product to the younger demographic. And I have said this for years, and I've said this on this program. Marketing the Red Sox-Yankees every single week, every single time they play, they're on the national broadcast, is not preserving the game. It's preserving the history of the game, yes, but it is not preserving the actual game. It does nothing to help when you're constantly seeing a Red Sox team that is floundering around like they did in 2020 against a Yankees squad that is so dominant yet not winning championships. What you need to do is market the stars of this game, and I am so happy that Francisco Lindor is in New York because he is a marketable talent that needs to be there. Mike Trout needs to be on national broadcasts for everybody to see and not at 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast. He needs to be available to the younger generation. Mike Trout is one of the most tremendously talented players, maybe, in my opinion, the greatest player to ever pick up a baseball bat. But he's not getting seen and recognized enough. More importantly, Mike Trout is one of the more recognizable faces to the younger crowd, and he embraces that role at home games. He embraces that role on the road. Some of the greatest viral clips that you see of Major League Baseball don't involve the players. They involve the mascot. They involve the fans. They involve player interactions with fans. You can go right now and and see there are millions of views of Prince Fielder when he was with the Tigers going into the stands and eating nachos out of some guy's lap that he fell into. It's a viral video. Orbit, the Houston Astros mascot, is notorious for it. Not to mention you've got teams like the San Diego Padres, a quote-unquote small market team, that are leading the charge with the swag and the flair that has drawn so many younger eyes to the NBA and the NFL. If Major League Baseball really wants to preserve the game and they really want to showcase their ability Doing something like Nickelodeon did with the NFL 
is the way to do it. You get your stars of whatever Disney's top shows are, you put them in the broadcast. And you put them in the broadcast with a player, maybe it's Alex Rodriguez. I think he'd be perfect for that role. And a broadcaster who understands it and can do it at that level. And understand that you're not doing this for your usual baseball fan, who, by the way, is in their 40s. That's not the demographic you want if you're a baseball fan or if you're a baseball executive. I've always had this belief. My target demographic as a front office executive for a baseball team is anybody related to someone under the age of 13. Because you bring them in, they have a great time, they're going to want to come back. And parents have a very hard time saying no to their kids. Grandparents have an even harder time saying no to their kids. But it creates a memory with that young child that they equate to baseball. So what do they do when they get older? They go with their friends. They go with their significant other. Then when they have kids, they take their kids, and the cycle continues. The problem is that Major League Baseball has this marketing plan that tries to bring back the ghosts of Babe Ruth and Ted Williams when you should be focusing on the future fans. The World Baseball Classic is amazing. The swag and the flair that teams from Puerto Rico, Venezuela, uh, Argentina, Mexico, the the flair that they play with the Dominican, that's amazing. Cuba, they're, they're phenomenal. But that only happens once every few years. And it was great that the U.S. won the last one. But collegiate baseball doesn't get as much respect as it should. Minor league baseball doesn't get the national recognition that it should to help grow the game. So Major League Baseball needs to do this. If Rob Manfred really cared about growing the future of this game, he wouldn't be focused on controlling every aspect of it all the way down to the Little Leagues and the RBI program, which is phenomenal. I'm not discounting that. But what he needs to do is find a better way to market the stars of the game. Fernando Tatis Jr., Mike Trout, Frankie Lindor, Javi Baez, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., Andrew Benintendi, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa. You need to find ways to do this. And you can't do it by just hoping their teams are good enough to be on national TV or they go to a big market like New York or L.A. You can't hope for that. you got to find some other way to do this. And here's the thing. If you weren't that excited about it, if you didn't think that it was great to watch the NFL on Nickelodeon this past weekend, what did every single sports talk show talk about on Monday? The NFL on Nickelodeon. Sure, some of them talked about, you know, how Taylor Heineke, you know, held his own against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Sure, they talked about the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns and and stuff like that. But they all spent multiple, multiple segments this week talking about the NFL on Nickelodeon. And every talk show host who has kids talked about watching the game with their kids, not on CBS, but on Nickelodeon. And what I thought was great was there were even a couple (laughs) who said when their kids left the room they found themselves going back to the Nickelodeon broadcast. They were entranced by it. If Major League Baseball really wants to grow this game, they need to connect to the younger generation of baseball fans. And the NFL found a completely different way to do it. Look, the NBA is fast-paced. The NBA has superstars that are social advocates. 
that are active on social media. And the NBA embraces it and encourages it from their superstars. The NFL, not as much, but more so than Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball needs to figure out how to do that. They need to find ways, and I'm not talking, Players Weekend is awesome. I love Players Weekend. You get guys putting their own nicknames on the back of their jerseys. You get different styles. I love the, the cleats that get auctioned off. I think that's all phenomenal. But what Major League Baseball has been, and the way I've looked at it, which it, it, it does bother me as a fan sometimes, Major League Baseball almost thinks of itself as above that, which it's not. Because minor league baseball embraces it. Minor league baseball is, for major leagues purposes, developmental product. It's grooming players to become superstars in the major leagues. The way front office executives think of it, it's entertainment. That's the number one thing. That's the biggest key. It's entertainment. It is a product. It is going to an amusement park, a movie theater, and a a sporting event all at the same time. And Major League Baseball needs to embrace that not only in the ballparks, but on the television screen. I think it would be too simple and too easy for Major League Baseball to do it. And seeing the numbers from the NFL this past weekend, 33 million total viewers, more than 2 million of them watching Nickelodeon alone. And and let's let's be real here. They're not watching because it was a good game. They're not watching because they were compelled by Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears going up against Drew Brees and the Saints. No. They were watching because they wanted to see something different. And it worked. The thing we need to be most conscious of, though, is that too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. This doesn't need to be every single week. This doesn't need to be a complete brand new platform for Major League Baseball. They don't need to go to Disney and say, hey, let's put you know, an entire season on Disney+. Plus." But what they could do is go, and why not start it off with the, you know, that first Red Sox-Yankees game that's going to be on Sunday Night Baseball? But don't put it on Sunday night. Put it on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Disney Plus or on Disney Channel. Why not? Why not go and do that? Guy hits a home run and it's slime cannons all over the place. Why not do that? Why not have, and, and I don't know the, the new Disney shows that are, that are there, but why not have stars of the, of the big hit Disney shows? Why not have them on there? And why not have a broadcast team that is relatable? Why not do it? Give it a shot. What does Major League Baseball have to lose? The demographic for Major League Baseball fans has been skewing older and older for the last two decades. And it's not because it's slow. It's not because it's boring. It's because it's poorly marketed. It's because the guys with all the swag, the guys with all the flair, get talked about in negative terms. We talk about Fernando Tatis swinging at 3-0 or bat flipping instead of talking about how you've got one of the more dynamic players 
this game has seen in 15 years, and he's playing with reckless abandon. He's playing for fun. You've got Mike Trout, a guy who just goes about his business and is putting up numbers that would make Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, and Ted Williams jealous. And then you've got pitchers like Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard with their hair and their flair and Max Scherzer. Maybe you don't want Scherzer with with what he does on the mound. But you've got those guys with a little bit of something worth marketing. Why not market it more? What, just because they may not have the best record? Just because they may not have the most star power? Trevor Bauer is the most marketable player in Major League Baseball this offseason, not just because he's the reigning Cy Young winner, not just because he's a pretty damn good pitcher, but because of how active he is on social media, because of how much he embraces what the younger fans of this game embrace. Social media, sabermetrics. He's got his own media company for crying out loud. Put that guy on a Disney or a Nickelodeon-style broadcast, whether he's pitching or whether he's in the dugout with a headset on, and watch how your viewership goes up, and watch how many people become fans of whatever team Trevor signs with this offseason. That's the key for Major League Baseball. That's what they need to be focusing in on, is new ways to get their fans involved, and the NFL may have figured it out for them which is great, great stuff if you are a baseball fan. Something that I, I, I think we all are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this show, and I certainly wouldn't be doing it. That's going to do it for us this week. We appreciate you guys taking some time out and listening. you have thoughts on the show or if you have ideas of what you want this show to talk about, bring it on. Anything and everything from Hall of Fame resumes to uh, the intricacies of minor league baseball to whatever you want to talk about. If it's related to baseball, we're going to talk about it here. You can find us on social media. Just search Caught Listening by Public House Media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show, PHM at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcasts, Apple and Google Play, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, and Stitcher.com, and of course, publichousemedia.org. Next week, we're going to talk with a couple of Hall of Fame voters about what goes into their decisions when they decide to put someone in Cooperstown. Till then, I'm Christian Heimel, and you have been caught listening. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.